What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 71 of the Wellpreneur podcast. And this week, as always, we're talking about how you can grow your wellness business online, talking about like digital marketing and blogging and just wellness and coaching and all that stuff that we all love. And this week in particular, we've got a guest where we're going to be talking all about coaching. I've got Hillary Rubin on the podcast this week, and we're going to be talking about what it means to become a coach and tips to get started with a coaching practice. Do you really need to be certified? And some common mistakes that Hillary sees a lot of coaches making. So I know a lot of you out there are either already coaching or training to become a coach or thinking about adding coaching into the mix of the products and services that you're offering. So I think you'll find this really useful. Now, a couple of things going on and just some community updates. I actually just got back from spending kind of like a long weekend in France because my best friend just had a baby, well, a couple months ago. And as you know, I was in the U.S. for a month, so I didn't, I wasn't able to go meet him right after he was born. And so I I went now to meet him, which was lovely. And he's super cute and just adorable. But oh my gosh, it is so much work having a little baby. So big shout out to all the moms out there, especially if people are able to keep their businesses running while they've got a little needy baby that that needs them every couple of hours. So it was a lot of fun, but oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to catching up on my sleep now that I'm back in London. But anyway, so I took a few days out and, you know, I'd just been traveling as well. Like I'd been in the States and then I came back and it was kind of jet lagged. Then I had the coconut oil disaster. So I had to kind of redo my office. And then I've been in France. And I'm sharing this story because I noticed some feelings coming up that I think will be relevant to a lot of you. But on the plane on the way back today, I was just feeling like I was behind. Have you ever had this feeling like you're just behind? It's not going fast enough. You're like, oh, my to-do list is so long. I have all this stuff that I should be doing. There's that naughty word, should, right? Which (laughs) there's no good that comes out of that word. So I just had this feeling all of a sudden like, oh, I'm just so behind. I haven't had time to work on my business like I wanted to. But I'm getting pretty good these days. I'm catching myself when I have these really like crappy negative thoughts. And so I caught myself right away and I thought, this is crazy. Like I chose to go visit her. And actually, I loved it. I had such a great time. And actually, that's the stuff of life. Like, what is the point of life, if not to like, enjoy it and do the things we want to do. And so I thought, you know, actually, I'm not behind. I just chose to use my time to do something that was really important to me. And then I always say to myself, I'm exactly where I need to be. You know, like, I'm in exactly the right place right now. And I just realized that that was a choice I made and then I can come back. And now that I'm back in London, the choice I can make is to really focus on my business for the next few days and tick some of those items off my to-do list, make some forward progress on the strategic projects that I'm working on. So I just wanted to share that, that I think no matter what point we get at in our careers and our businesses or our lives, you're going to have those moments where you just feel like you're not doing enough. You're not enough. You're not far enough ahead. You just feel behind. And I just like to encourage you to recognize when that happens 
and try to put it in perspective. What are the choices that you're making? And then at the end, you can always reassure yourself, you know what, you're in exactly the right place for your journey. And you are where you are. And this is where you are. And all you can do is make choices about how you spend your time going forward. Okay, something else that's going on is that I'm really playing around with what's the best way to give show notes for these episodes. So the show notes that I've got on the blog, you know, when I give the URL like wellpreneuronline.com slash 71 for this episode, do you ever go to them? Now, I know some people do because I can see my Google Analytics results, but is that something that you actually find useful? I've been playing around with the idea that maybe it's more useful if you're listening on your phone to actually have the show notes right there on your phone. So if you're listening on an Apple device, like on an iPhone, you can just tap the picture of the Wellpreneur podcast. So like right now when you're listening, if you just tap your finger on the picture of the graphic of the show, it should switch the screen so that you can see show notes that are actually within the podcast. And I'm playing with the idea of maybe I should put all of the links right there so that you can click through to them on your phone. So I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to try it out with this episode. So unfortunately, I don't have an Android, so I'll have to look up how to do that. But off the top of my head, I know on your iPhone, you can just touch the picture and it'll show you the show notes. So give that a try. See, is that something that's useful for you? Is that worth me doing? I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message or you can tweet me at Vintage Amanda and let me know what you think about the show notes situation. Okay, and speaking of show notes, you're going to be able to get all the links and everything that we talk about in this episode's show notes, which are going to be both within the podcast. So again, if you touch the image or it'll be at wellpreneuronline.com slash 71. So now I'd like to bring us into this interview with Hillary Rubin. And Hillary is a coach whose background I think that you'll really relate with because Hillary started as a yoga teacher and then really moved into coaching and over the years has moved just from coaching, like being a life coach, into actually coaching other coaches. And that's one of the reasons I think she's so interesting to have on because she's worked with lots of coaches and she actually teaches people how to become coaches now in her program that's called The Art of Becoming a Coach. And so I really wanted to pick Hillary's brain about what it means to be a coach and some tips around how to become a coach and how to make the most of our coaching practice. Hillary's also running right now, or will be in August, what's called the Breakthrough to Coaching Experience, where she's interviewing 15 different coaches about just how they've done it and their strategies and their approach and their tips and advice. And actually, two of the people that she's interviewing are people that have been on the podcast before. Denise Duffield Thomas, who is the money mindset coach, who I absolutely love. Her interview, if you missed it on the Wellpreneur podcast, that was at wellpreneuronline.com slash seven. And then Hillary's also interviewed Sue Zimmerman, who talked to us about Instagram. And if you didn't hear that interview and you want to know about Instagram, get a notebook ready and hop over to wellpreneuronline.com slash 39 because Sue just put so much information in that. It was incredible. So out of the 15 people Hillary's interviewing, these are two of them. So I think that bodes really well for the quality of the people she's going to be interviewing. So we're definitely going to talk to Hillary about the breakthrough to coaching experience as well at the end. Anyway, if you're interested in coaching or you're already coaching or you're looking to bring some coaching into your business, especially if you have some hangups around the word coach, like should you call yourself a coach? Do you need to go to coach training school? And do you really need to pick a target market? All of the stuff we're going to talk about in the interview today. So let me just jump right over now into the interview with Hillary Rubin about coaching, and then I'll come back at the end to share some more links with you. Hi, Hillary. Thanks for joining me on the show today. 
Hey, Amanda, I'm so happy to be here. Well, Hillary, I'm really excited that you came on to talk to us because you really specialize in helping people to become coaches and especially to coach in a way that's really authentic for them and, and to thrive in a coaching business. And I know that for many of my listeners out there, they either are coaches or coaching is something that they really are interested in getting into. And so I think this is going to be really valuable for them. Awesome. So thanks very much. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So just to start off, I'm curious, what is your definition of a coach? Like, what does it mean to you to coach, to be, to do coaching? Well, for me, I will say coaching is about helping people have transformations, helping them go from where they are to where they want to go. And sometimes people don't even know what that is, right? So to me, coaching is to help people go to that next level, whatever that next level might be for them. So a lot of people that see coaches are at turning points in their lives. You know, they've hit a rock bottom or they want to change a career or they want to get out of a relationship or help a relationship or it's financial or business. So to me, coaching is really all about transformation. And essentially, you're helping somebody break through mindset. A lot of it's around mindset shifts and beliefs so that they can ultimately end up being who they want to be, having what they want to have and doing what they're doing. So one of the things that that comes up a lot is people get really hung up on this idea of, oh, am I a coach? Am I a consultant? Am I a mentor? Am I whatever? <laughs> you know, they want to just like pin it down to this title. And, yeah. and I think there's a lot of hesitation around, well, I can't call myself a coach unless I have like a coaching certificate. So, and I know that you've got a great, I love your perspective on all of this. So I just love it if you could kind of talk about those, like, does it even matter what we call ourselves? Do we have to be certified to be a coach? Like, how yeah. can we get over these hangups? Well, here's the deal is there's no absolutes for anything. Okay. And there are some people who believe, yes, you need to get certified. That's it, right? That's it. That, that is the only way to do it. Uh, I don't believe that. I am not certified. I might be certifiable, but I'm not certified. <laughs> And to me, I believe uh, the title of things is where people get hung up, which then is around fear, right? And also perfection, right? I got to figure it out what it is. I'm a spiritual life and business coach, whatever that means, right? And in some sense, it's great. I say spiritual because I go deep into the inner work with my clients, regardless of what I do, right? That is the foundation. That's what I believe. And I'm helping them with business. Now, I didn't use that all the time. There was moments where I was a lifestyle design coach. So at the end of the day, what is really important is the results. You're helping people have results and make the changes and be happier, have more money, whatever it is that they want to get. I think a lot of people get caught up on titles because it's identity. And yes, people do give advice. Like if you say you are a money mindset mentor, people are going to know exactly what you do. So yeah, that's true because you know what it is and you can tell from the title of what they are that there's a result. Generic life coach, some people say don't use it generically, but somebody like Gabby Bernstein says she's a life coach. And you're like, okay, because, and everything she's doing is around spirituality, a lot of it, right? So to me, it's very personal and it will change and it will evolve and that's the way it's kind of meant to be, you know, that's the beauty of it. That's the freedom in this realm. So if you're hung up on the title of coach and you're, or you don't like the word coach, which is what I hear quite a bit is I, I you know, I, I didn't do a coaching degree, so I can't use coach. Well, a lot of people use mentor for that reason. I believe is that they say I'm a mentor. I'm going to use the word mentor because I didn't do a coach training program, whatever. It's fine. 
You can say you're a strategist. You can say you're a change catalyst. You can call yourself a facilitator. You can call yourself whatever you want. Okay. It doesn't really matter. I believe, you know, and you can try on different things and you can say, what am I really helping them with? Essentially, when you're coaching someone, you're helping them through the process. You're not doing it for them. You may give them some guidance. And I believe you can give advice, but sometimes the advice is where a lot of people say coaches don't give advice. And I have coaches who've given me advice, but a lot of it comes from your own, hey, let me tell you what I would do so that then somebody can find their own information so that they can make a decision. So that's kind of like, to me, where the fine line comes is when you're actually helping people, whether you're doing it in a group program or one-on-one, is then allowing the person to align with themselves so that they can move in the direction or do something that feels good to them, as opposed to you just tell them what to do and they just do it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. And when you're saying this about, you know, if you don't like the word coach, go for a mentor, it doesn't really matter what you call yourself. To me, because I I look at these things through like an online marketing lens, because I'm kind of like a marketing geek. And to me, it's like, that's the marketing. The title is almost like the marketing of what you call Mm -hmm. yourself, like the meat of it. The the real heart of the issue is exactly what you said, Hillary, which is it's about what's the transformation that you're getting people. And it sounds to me like what you're saying is that's what you need to be clear on in your head. You need to be clear on what you're actually going to be able to help people do. And then whatever you want to call it, that's almost like, the mm-hmm. marketing. That's whatever might attract people or might make you feel mm-hmm. confident in it. It's like the headline of your, you know, of your blog post or something, but it's not like what you're actually delivering. And maybe that's what people need to spend more time on getting clear on. Perhaps. And also I feel that your testimonials are more important than your title. <laughs> yeah. The people who can say that they've had transformation, you know, like for me, I have a ton of testimonials. I have many that I still have to put up. You know what I mean? And uh, But in the beginning or wherever you're at is getting those testimonials because you have you have people, it's your street cred, whether it's a Facebook thing in a, a, a screenshot, which I feel sometimes is more credible because the person wrote it, um, is that the testimonial is going to speak for itself. And to me, your about page, your story and how you got there and, and who you're here to have, I'm focusing more on who you're here to help is more important than the title. So if you can really zone in on like, okay, this is the kind of person that I help, aka your niche, your the group of people, and then you tell the story of what backs you up to be that person to help them, that's really important. And essentially your testimonials. Those are the two pages of your website that people really look at to find more about you. And I know a lot of people come to me because they read my testimonials or they see me do testimonials on other people's page, you know, other people's that I've worked with. But I would say is, you know, here's the deal. This is why I, this year, because I, you know, I'm doing my summit or my experience, the Breakthrough to Coaching Experience, is I actually bringing in 15 people who are certified coaches and not certified And they call themselves all different kinds of things. And they are not working in the traditional coach model because I believe that needs to be shaken off a little bit. And that the traditional idea of what it is, is what hinders people from moving forward. If you're a yoga teacher, you're an acupuncturist, you're doing some kind of healing well wellness work, and you want to bring this into what you're doing, or you want to do a group program and you want to facilitate it. It's allowing you to see there's different ways to do it and to break the rules So in some sense, I put this together, breaking my own rules, bringing in the kind of people that I brought in this year, because it was very different. And my, then last year was only coaches that weren't certified and they were straight up coaches. 
And so to me, it's about breaking the rules and finding your way. And through it, you'll find the title that'll work with for you. And then the title may change. So you just want to look at the transformation. You want to look at the outcome that people are getting, because then that might even help you with the title. Like, hey, I'm helping people with this result. Hmm, can I call myself that kind of coach or that kind of whatever, you know, facilitator? So I feel that a lot of people get stuck here and that just becomes a procrastination plug, you know, like, or not plug, but like, that's a reason to put it off. Mm hmm. So you are talking about like really focusing on the transformation and what that brings up for me is something that people get really stuck on in all sides of their business, whether it's coaching or not. It's this whole idea of niching or it's finding a target market. So do you, you mentioned earlier as we were talking that you started off as just calling yourself a life coach and then now you're a spiritual life and business coach. So you've really moved into more the business side of things over the years. Like, do you need to pick a target market? I mean, this seems so stressful to people. Is it really necessary to be successful? Well, yeah, I do think it is. Like, it's not for everybody. You can't, I mean, even when I, I called myself a transformational life coach, right? Like, whatever. If you focus on a specific group of people, it can be easier. I know for me as a coach, I was coaching and I was getting clients and I was doing my thing. You know, I didn't, I got clients, but then I realized that the clients that were coming to me were coaches. I wasn't even focusing on the fact that most of my clients were already coaches. However, they found me through my story, right? Because they connected to some point of my story. So they wanted help to heal. So if I look at what they all had in common, I start to see who it is I'm helping. They were all into spirituality. They were into yoga. They were in personal development. They were into coaching. They were into having their own businesses. Okay. So that is a group of people. (laughs) You know what I mean? That is a group of people. And I feel that niching, if you can do it, great. Because once I created a coach training program, once I started to focus on coaching coaches, and I'll tell you my website, if you go, it is not blatantly in your face that I'm a coach for coaches. I'm not only talking about coaching. I haven't fully gone in because I am also focusing on personal development and personal growth because my clients are not just coaches. They're also high level professionals, a certain kind of personality is what it ends up becoming really. And recently I had, I was doing in a clarity session and the woman said, well, you know, all your testimonials are coaches. It looks like your work has shifted. Are you still coaching regular people kind of thing? And it was interesting because this was being reflected back to me. So I haven't put into do a, a whole overhaul on my website, heads up, you don't have to, right? You don't all, all of a sudden have to throw your offerings and everything up there because it, it doesn't have to happen I- immediately. Uh, it can happen over time. So yeah, so for me, it does help if you do have that and you break it down, it does help with your marketing and it, it does help to for people to find you and for you to be able to sell them easily. Mm -hmm. So I will say that it does. It doesn't mean you have to have it figured out to get started though. And that's a big thing that I, you know, what's really important is you don't have to have it figured out as you get started or as you shift in a direction. Mm -hmm. So some people might already be coaches and you want to change direction. Well, you don't have to do, oh, I got to spend money on my website and do a big overhaul. No, you don't. Start getting out there, being curious and talking to people and start helping them And you can start having those offerings don't necessarily have to be live on your site. So that's just something that I feel, again, people need to get everything perfect to figure it out. I think because it is such a big sticking point, like when you see people that are just starting out and wanting to do some coaching, maybe they've 
just dipped their toe in the water or they've come out of coaching school or they just know that that's something that they want to do, but, they, but they're feeling overwhelmed about this whole target market idea. I mean, how do you advise that they get started? Do you have some tips you can share there? Get started in finding who you're here to help. Yeah. Yeah. If you're out of coaching school, you're raring to go and you want to get paid. So that's a big thing. And if you're just starting out because you want to figure out who it is, number one is it's not looking outside, it's looking inside. It's looking at what you've overcome. It's looking at where you have made the mistakes and what you figured out, right? It it is going to come into what comes easy for you. And a lot of people don't realize that. What comes easy for you, somebody else is struggling with. And it's turning it around. And so focusing on a transformation in a certain area is a great, you know, if it's mindset, then you're going to focus on mindset, you know, if, and mindset for what? To improve your life, right? So much you hear what I'm saying is like, it's so generic. So if you're helping somebody with career change or you're helping somebody with a specific result, it makes a big difference. Like it makes a big difference. So how are you going to do it is you're going to look at what you've gone through. This is what I teach in the art of becoming a coach. My training program is let's do a timeline. Let's look at your transformations and that you might have overcome something that you don't even realize you might think is no big deal and someone else is struggling with. And that to me is the sweet spot. And you also look at what are people already coming to you for? What are they coming to you for? Right? No different than people coming to me that then wanted to learn how to coach and this and that. And I was like, well, maybe, or how did I become a coach? Maybe I can help them become a coach. And I went through this process that I had a beta in 2012, which means a test program, no website. I got on the phone and started interviewing people, right? So I went into a Facebook group and said, who's interested in becoming a coach? Cool. Let's have a conversation. And I started asking them a few questions and then essentially said, Hey, I'm working on this program. Would you be interested in not having a certification? You know, are you interested in using your own information or did they, yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Shot them an email, PayPal link, boom, did a six week program, created it as I went. And then it became the second year. Uh, Then I said, you get a spot in the next one. And then I put time and energy and money behind it because I saw that there was something there. I had testimonials. I had feedback. Feedback's important. And then I was curious and I followed the way to move there and and then essentially became a 12-week program. And then the next year, a 17-week program. And then this year, six months because I realized people needed more time. Some people needed more time for the personal development part of it and to get it out in the world. Mm -hmm. And so. Essentially, it's being open to experimenting. And the five C's, if you will, that I find are important on this journey of being a coach is courage, right? To just get out there and start out, you know, being able to go, okay, I'm going to do this to face my fears and get started. The commitment to doing it, which means you have a commitment to becoming your best self and then confidence. And basically the confidence comes from doing the work and owning your own truth. And then being curious about your own life journey so it helps you to evolve, right? So you look at your own process and then basically showing up to be of service so that you're in the highest form of creativity. So to me, there is a process and they can go in different flows in a certain way, but essentially is allowing it to be a process, allowing it to be easy because it gets stagnant and people get stuck thinking it has to look a certain way or be a certain way or having it perfect, or figuring it all out right away. And in the beginning, when you're testing things, and the beauty of doing a beta is that the people know that you're figuring it out, you know, that there's going to be little glitches and people, what you think they want, they're going to go, we want more of this. This is what I really like. You might have an idea, this would be a really cool thing to do. And then you realize, well, that's nobody even cared about that. So to me, it's, 
it is a journey. You know, you're becoming a coach, you're a wellnesspreneur, you're out there is allowing the process to happen at this point, just like you allowed the process, because all of you have done a great job to get where you are and you had a process to get where you are. So keep doing that. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you. And I love that you touched on that it doesn't need to be perfect in the beginning. You know, you don't need to have your niche perfectly figured out or you don't need to have your program perfectly figured out. No. You just Because like you're learning as you're going through it and you're always improving it. And I, I love that idea. I think that takes the pressure off for people. So where do you see, because you obviously work with a lot of coaches. I've interviewed other you know, coaches on the, the podcast, but not people that really are working with coaches. So I'm really curious on your perspective. And are there like common mistakes you see coaches making as they're getting started or places that people always get stuck? Yeah, they get stuck. First, the thing is, is they have to do everything right out of the gate. And the first thing is not even get stuck, but I have to get a website. I've got to put all my money into this. This is what I have to do. And they jump the gun before they even realize who they're helping and what they're helping them with. And even knowing who they are as a coach, there isn't the room for them to just have some fun and experiment and explore. You know, they're like, okay, this is what I need to do. And I feel like they, that's a big thing is like, that's a big mistake that people make is I got to get the website. I got to get social media set up. I got to do everything. That's overwhelming, which will stop you from doing anything. Um, the second thing is there's an oversight of missing what is already available to them to get started, right? Leveraging what resources are already there. Like if you're a yoga teacher doing a community night and starting to use the yoga studio to figure out some stuff, right? To bring the coaching or if you're working a job or whatever it is, is being, you know, if you're working a job, let's say, because some of you might be working a job as you have your other business. Um, is looking at where you could do a lunch and learn, you know, or even accessing your network of where you can come in to help with certain things. And even before that, see, even if I say like the certain avenues of where you're going to do a workshop or do something in your living room, you're like, well, what would I even talk about? Right. So that's a mistake of not even sitting down to talk with people to see what they're struggling with. And to look at what they're struggling with and you're like, yeah, you know, I can talk about work-life balance because I figured it out or I can talk about these certain things and starting to move slowly so that you can figure it out. And I feel like a lot of people forget that whole research and design R&D period of being curious, being a detective and getting out there. So I would say those are three mistakes. And in addition is a lot of where they get stuck is can I really help people? That's where they get stuck is can I really help people? You know, can I really do this? And they get really attached to the client getting the results. And sometimes they overpromise the kind of results they can give them, which is like, this is like a two part issue and in the time frame that they're going to work with them. So there's what gets them stuck is, you know, I don't think I can help them with this. And they get very attached to the client doing exactly what they want them to do and don't realize that the client is free to do it the way that they're going to do it. They're not always going to do the assignments. Sometimes there's too much that's being given to. So it's kind of like a little bubble right in that, what I'm sharing with you right now of where they get stuck. But the, the stuck mm -hmm. piece is really about like, they get attached to and take a lot of it personally, you know, yeah. that, that what happens with the client. And I understand that, trust me, you know, there are people who, will be great clients and they will get the results. They'll get great results. 
And then there are people who won't do crap. They won't do anything. And you already know that. You've already seen that for yourself, where you're motivated to do something and when you're not. And people buy programs and they sign up for stuff all the time and they don't do anything because the signing up gives them the feeling that they did it. That's, that's the truth. They, why do people buy yoga DVDs? They don't even open them. Why do they sign up for gyms and have memberships and they go twice and they never go again? So the number one thing is people get very attached to saying, well, nobody's really participating. Yeah. Then you can look at it and go, okay, what allows me to participate? And then you get curious so you can start asking questions. That's always a place. If you get stuck, start asking questions. What am I learning? And then what am I seeing? And then how can I serve better? And, and that's to help that move a little bit. <laughs> and one of the things I love about you and your approach, Hillary, is that it's, you're just making it fun. Like you keep reminding us all the time that like, have fun with this. Don't put all this pressure on yourself to suddenly know your target market and get your email list and your website and everything set up perfectly. Like you said, like, let's have time to play and explore and do R&D and see what feels good and what's working. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, I love that approach because I think we can all get really serious and put all this pressure on ourselves, especially when we're thinking like, oh, we need to make all this money. Yeah. And and it's just, that's really refreshing. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's just nice mm -hmm. to take the pressure yeah. off. Yeah. It, it is. I was just watching, thankful for Periscope, somebody, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V was in Santa Monica and I am new to Periscope and I popped on and someone's like recording his interview. It was awesome. And he said that the reason he's in business is he's in it for the game. He's not in it for all the other stuff. He's like, I don't need to buy stuff. I'm in it for the game. And I have chills when I say it because I'm like, I'm in it for the fun. I'm in it to figure it out. Like, it's like I'm in it for the fun of it. Yes, money comes out and there's all these other things that happen, but I'm in it for the fun. I'm in it for the service. I'm in it to share my mission, my message. And I was really, you know, really was awesome because it was like, why are you in it? Why are you in what you do right now? And that to me is an important question to ask. And if it isn't fun, I mean, there's things that I do that aren't fun. Like I have to do my numbers for the month and I have to sit and do it, but I'll make it fun. Like I'll, you know, make a, I'll get like a treat for myself and burn a candle and like, I'll do my books, you know, I'll do whatever and play music that I like. Like I'll do whatever I can to make the experience it to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, seriously, because so many people, especially if I know when I had my day job and I was just desperate to get out of it because you're just thinking, oh, it's going to be so much better when I'm, you know, fully working for myself. But if you yeah. don't make it fun, what is the point really? <laughs> like you need well, to be enjoying what you're doing, right? To do yeah. it on a daily basis. Well, so. and enjoying what you're doing doesn't mean you're, you know, enjoying it is not, res is to me the opposite of resistance. It's letting it happen and not resisting it. Mm. That to me is a definition of enjoying it. Yeah. And can I just say, as an aside for everybody listening, Hillary mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk, who's awesome. And I went and saw him speak in London last year, and he released a book called, up on social media called uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook. And it's awesome. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you want to learn about social media, his book and his training is good stuff. And he's hilarious and super intense. <laughs> he's super intense. He's from Jersey. I was born in Jersey. So I so relate to him. I'm like, dude, I totally relate to him. And I drop F-bombs and all that kind of stuff. And I just really dig him. And But essentially, you know, here's the thing. If you're interested in coaching and you're interested in doing all this stuff, the thing that's really neat is you've already gotten to where you are and you've already figured it out, right? You figured something out. 
Okay, you've accomplished and have done what you've done. And that's the first place you want to focus on. And with the coaching journey, and what's so interesting is you really want to allow it to be unique, right? You really want to allow how you come of it, how you do it uniquely. There isn't any one step-by-step thing you can follow, right? Even in those programs or certifications and all that, they make it a little cookie cutter. And sometimes like, I just want to say about the certifications, they're cool, but I also know some of them put a philosophy on you. They're like, this is our philosophy. And then you have to believe that. And I'm not for that. I mean, even as a yoga teacher, I was certified as an Anusara yoga teacher until the whole thing fell apart, which was also why I thought certification was BS and certification is a business model. And so that's why if you have your own certification program, kudos to you because people will pay for it. And I have people who have said the fact that you're not doing a certification program is you can't charge as much money. People aren't going to do it. And I'm like, no, my niche, my group of people are people like me who are like, I'm not into getting certified. I'm not into somebody putting more on me. I want you to help me see how I can bring all my gifts and my intuition and my strengths and let me bring that out into the world. And so that's the cool thing is what I really believe. And this is it is like, sit down and see what you believe, see what you take a stand for, see what you don't agree with, what you do agree with, and be able to talk about that confidently. And so when you can get behind what you believe, that's a great thing that helps with confidence. And that's what helps you stand out and helps people become attracted to you, right? They become attracted to you by how you communicate that. And so now like I bring fun into it and that's a new evolution for me in the past couple years. That was something that I had to grow into in order to become where the kind of coach that I am now and to help my clients who also need that too, to have some fun to take it less seriously, right? To be less in control. Your audience is going to be similar to you, right? It's just the way they are. And as you grow and evolve, so will they. And that's what's really fun about it. You know, I just feel the main thing that's so important is to validate your uniqueness and validate what you bring to the conversation. Because it feels like there's so many people wanting to be coaches and some people think it's a fad and, you know, oh, this is going to go away. And it's not. It's not. It's going mainstream. People are now looking for it. And there's so many different ways to do it, which is why I created the summit, the Breakthrough to Coaching Experience, to have 15 different coaches who are coaches, mentors, catalysts. They give themselves all these different titles that, uh, whether they're relationship coaches or they're teaching flower essences and shaman yoga teachers, essentially they are in a space of coaching and helping people with transformation. I'd love to talk about that summit, your summit actually, because I think, you know, although we, everyone can find our own philosophy, our own uniqueness, our own niche as a coach, but I think there's also a lot of value in learning from people that have gone before and seeing what other people are doing that's successful and how they're interpreting it to make their own like unique coaching business. And I think, especially for the people listening, they're obviously podcast listeners. So they're, and they're into hearing interviews with people. And so I think that's a really good fit for what you're doing with your breakthrough to coaching experience. So can you just kind of give us a rundown of, of how, that works, sure. how that works? So basically, this is the cool thing is that it's running August 3rd to 7th. It's five days. There's three interviews per day. I wanted to make it really easy. They're under an hour. You can listen just like you're listening to this, doing whatever you're doing. And then you they're up all week. You can't purchase them. 
so you get to take notes and, you know, it's good to have a notepad or however you take notes or just go, okay, I'm going to come back and listen to that again. It's really everything you always wanted to know about becoming a successful coach. And essentially, you're going to hear what makes you stand out in a crowded marketplace. You're going to hear why using your gifts and intuition and life experience is a big secret to becoming an established coach. And so you're going to hear their breakthroughs. You're going to hear how they built their confidence, the mistakes that they made, their niching. You know, each one of them is different. Denise Steffel Thomas is like, you you know, tells her journey, which is amazing. Then you have someone like Sandra Hanna from Smart Cookies. If you're not familiar, it's a money website. She and, you know, a group of her friends just like fell into helping each other get out of debt and deal with money. And then it became, she became a mentor. You have people like Ashley Turner, who's a yoga teacher, Rachel Cook, who's from the yogapreneur. And then you have like all kinds of different, there's a guy uh, who is a meditation. He's basically an impact catalyst and meditation expert for rapid growth companies. He also works with Jonathan Fields. And the cool thing is that each one of these people tell their stories and they're not all in agreement. That's the thing is you will find someone that you're like, oh my gosh, I so connect to this person. And what this whole Breakthrough to Coaching experience is about is to show you that whatever you want to do, it can be validated, that you're on the right path. And they give advice or they give tips and there's different things that come along the way. And it's about you being inspired. It's about you choosing your path and knowing that the certification isn't a requirement. And there are some people who talk about the importance of it. So you then get to figure it out for yourself. And that's kind of what I believe is a great coach is you can guide somebody to it and then you let them take the next steps and then they get to figure it out themselves. And so what I love that we did this year was I did break my own rules to bring in the kind of people that I did bring in so that it's just broader and that we broke down and demystified this title of coaching. And when you enroll or you register for your VIPC, you get a free coaching toolkit which will help you and guide you a little bit more with just seeing the direction of where you want to go as a coach. And we have a bonus training of why now is the best time to become a coach with Elizabeth Purvis, who is super awesome. So it's really five days to dive in, to have fun, to be validated in this direction that you want to go and then find what resonates for you. And I love it because two of the speakers, at least people out there listening might recognize because we've had Denise Duffield Thomas on the podcast before talking about money blocks and Sue Zimmerman talking about Instagram. Um, And they were both, they're two of the most popular interviews that have been on the show. So I think that really bodes well for what the rest of the interviews will be that you'll have or the, the sessions you'll have in your experience. So that's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm super excited just because to spread the message that coaching is really one of the most rewarding and transformative and profitable careers to have. And there's just so much around it. And it's not about overnight success. And, you know, there's a lot there. And and this to me is the real deal. And many of them come from different backgrounds that were massage therapists, yoga teachers. So they're your people, right? Mm -hmm. They're just like you. And then you start to see that as much as you might be afraid around confidence and, you know, having to have it perfect, you're going to hear that they didn't have anything perfect. (laughs) That's great. And I've got a special link actually. So if anybody wants to, when you want to go sign up for the breakthrough to coaching experience, which you should do now, you want to go to wellpreneuronline.com slash breakthrough. And I'll put that in the show notes too, so that you can easily click through and, and sign up. So thanks so much, Hillary. Um, apart from the Breakthrough to Coaching experience, if anyone wants to get in touch with you to learn how to work with you or learn more, where's the best place for them to reach you? 
Well, if you want to learn more and get more, I mean, I mean, you'll have stuff in the show notes page. So hillaryrubin.com. But if you're on social media, I'm on Periscope Twitter. So I would say definitely going there and giving a shout out. And also on Instagram, it's all at Hillary Rubin. I know you'll have it linked. And if you have a question that you want to ask me, you can email info at hillaryrubin.com and just write in the subject line that you were from the Wellpreneur podcast and you have a question. And I'm happy to answer that. I'll answer whatever questions you might have. For the coach training program, The Art of Becoming a Coach, that's going to be happening soon, later in the fall. But the main thing is wherever you are and whatever you're doing, just know that you're doing a great job. And if you're not sure and you're trying to figure it out, just know that you're not alone, that everyone's been where you are and focus on what you've done and what's working, right? What you've done well. And I feel from that place, you guys will really see what's possible more than getting stuck and trying to overanalyze it and overthink it and, and it having to look like something, look like something that someone else is doing. Oh, that's so. great advice. Well, thanks so much, Hillary. It's been great having you on. Thanks so much. That was lots of fun. Well, thanks so much for listening to this interview. Just as a reminder, you can get all of the show notes either by just touching the picture of the Wellprinter podcast on your iPhone or by hopping over to wellprinteronline.com slash 71. And also just to mention those two links again, if you want to see the interview with Denise Duffield Thomas, that was wellprinteronline.com slash seven. With Sue Zimmerman about Instagram, that's wellprinteronline.com slash 39. And of course, to sign up for Hillary's Breakthrough to Coaching Experience, because I know I'll be listening as well, you can go to wellpreneuronline.com slash breakthrough. Okay, thanks so much for joining me this week. It's been really awesome. I'm so excited to be back here with the interviews. We've done a lot of solo shows now, but I've got a bunch of interview guests lined up. So we'll start getting back into that, which I know you all know and love. Love hearing those interviews. And I would love to hear from you. So you can tweet me at Vintage Amanda. You can hop over to the website and record your own voice question or leave me a voicemail. And of course, you can leave a rating and review in iTunes, which always helps me to spread the word. So thanks so much and have a fantastic week. And I will see you back here next Monday with the next episode. Bye.